Hello and welcome back to the Retail Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to share the, the first part of the book with you, the introduction and, and the first chapter, which is only take about 10 minutes. The other thing I wanted to thank you, if you're listening in places such as Vietnam, Venezuela, Uruguay, the United States, obviously the United Kingdom, uh, United Arab Emirates, Israel, Turkey, Ukraine, Thailand, Taiwan, Switzerland, Sweden, South Africa, Singapore, uh, uh, Qatar, Portugal, Poland, Philippines, Panama, Pakistan, Norway, New Zealand, Netherlands, Moldova. You get the picture. We have a global community uh, listening to this podcast now. And I want to thank you, I think. And I want to thank you for your time, your energy, your feedback, and your comments and support throughout the growth of the podcast. Without further ado, let's get to the book, The Next Wave of Retail, Anticipating and Preparing for the Future of Shopping. Introduction. This book provides a glimpse into the retail world in 2030, but this book is not just about the future. It's about the now and how if you follow the foundation set in this book, you will be able to position yourselves to stay relevant in a changed and transformed world. I have worked in the technology industry for over 25 years with governments, global financial institutions, retailers, and organizations that are building the foundation of tomorrow today. However, for me, the path to the future started in 2013 when two client partners, Tino Visserhuft and Simon Kettle, who were leading Verizon's engagement, asked me to meet with the head of technology at Tesco's, the UK's largest retailer and the globe's second largest retailer at the time. And they both warned me, be careful, the sky doesn't suffer fools lightly. So I turned up to a fishbowl executive office, apprehensive and nervous in Welling Garden City, just on the outskirts of London. And the late Tom Cadillac, who I later in life had the great honor of calling a friend, had a vision for transformation at Tesco's, the UK's largest retailer. He wanted a better data-led outcome-driven environment, not just for the sake of technology's sake, but a better platform across the business for customers and guests. Tom said to me, Ali, I want you to build the store of the feature, but for God's sake, don't focus on just the technology's features and functions, but focus on our values. Six months later, and a consortium of the hottest startups from Silicon Valley and the UK established technology partners of Verizon, and I were QR-checking Verizon's then CEO and Tesco's legendary CIO, Mike McNamara, who went on to transform Target in the US's entire approach and strategy for technology. We checked them in to a 60,000 square foot store just on the outskirts of London. And what I didn't know then, but I now know, is that I had just, or we had just built, the first frictionless touchless, cloud-based shopping experience. You could pick up a product, scan and pay via a custom-built app, PayPal pay for your item, and the digital identity that was being used at the time would then go on to become the UK government's federated digital identity or a part of the ecosystem. The click and collect solution, BOPIS, buy online pick up in store solution, would grow to become Qdini, 
who were recently acquired by Verinet, and a plethora of other technologies used in 2013 would now become commonplace during the 2020 pandemic, including social commerce. Later in my career, I would meet Chris Luxford from the Aspire Group, who also became a dear friend and a mentor who helped me understand that the only way to approach transformation is by focused on the changing business models and the outcomes that are then being produced. The pandemic sped up transformation across all digital channels, highlighting supply chain weaknesses worldwide. Unfortunately, the current inflationary environment as the upcoming currency global interest rate capital and cost of living crisis will push more consumers to the verge of financial collapse, along with the institutions that serve them. Capital and liquidity will evaporate. Even before the pandemic, it was hard for many brick and mortar stores to stay open and customers interested in their products and spaces. But will shopping and retailing return to normal as a financial crisis expands? Retailers must shape their organizations to generate value, leverage technology to enable tomorrow's smart consumers. Create who you need to be. The current period is one of exponential structural and financial change in which events are occurring rapidly. As a result, businesses must be nimble enough to pivot physically and digitally, swiftly and successfully. Retailers and business leaders need to predict what customers want, what is it likely to happen and what is plausible for them. Then put their retail businesses and brands to the test against all possible assumptions while driving innovation and delight into the customer journey and the path to purchase. Poor physical experiences and a lack of relevance shuttered many high street stores and malls as consumers flocked to better experiences and more relevance online shopping. Customers will continue to demand immersive shopping experiences provided by augmented reality into the metaverse we go. And sales channels must include virtual and physical reality experiences. And fulfillment, which already includes drone, will only continue to grow. Brands will enable customers to move from offline to online and personalized experiences that will be demanded by consumers. The current cost of living and financial crisis continues to push contactless customers to shop and expand e-commerce options, curbside pickup and touchless shopping. The global crisis exaggerated the divide between non-mall businesses such as big box stores and mall-based retailers. Who will survive and move into the future? What do customers really want? The experience of searching for different items or the convenience of a one-stop shop. The pandemic and economic crisis underscored the differences between the wealthier shoppers and those who always have to watch what they're spending. It is now spread to the middle classes and will continue to grow, causing household budgets to shrink irreversibly over the next decade. It has also taught us how to pay for goods and services differently. Cash is no longer king, and touchless and digital payments will continue to boom with the introduction of new government-backed digital currencies. How will our online purchases be delivered? Consumers want rapid and safe deliveries. The use of drones, autonomous delivery trucks, or retail stores simply delivering our packages to us 
will become commonplace as ultra-local AI-driven convenience. The echoes of the future are already here. If retailers can tap into the communities they serve and generate an ongoing conversation that is two-way and value-based, they may discover that their customers' needs have already drastically changed. Retailers must change, grow, and use new strategies and business models along with technologies and algorithms. So what will the future of retail? It'll be exciting. It will be personalized, it'll be adventurous and different, yet retail shopping will grow as entertainment. The utility of retail will continue to diminish and be automated, but it will be in the operational structure of retail that we will see the most change. Chapter one, retail in the future. No one could have really predicted the pandemic and no one could have predicted the pandemic would change retail shopping and the supply chain trajectory. When Russia invaded Ukraine, everyone thought that the inflation energy crisis would only challenge businesses' operating costs and not push us further into the fourth turning. The fourth turning is a concept and book by historians William Strauss and Neil Howe that states history repeats itself in four distinct periods, known as turnings. They approximately last 20 years each. A turning is a different part of a civilization's life cycle, and these parts are marked by big events and changes in culture. In particular, the fourth turning is a time of crisis, when the old order falls apart and a new one is put in place. The fourth turning is important for the retail industry because it is a time when there are big changes and disruptions in the market, such as the continued proliferation of smart devices and smart homes, as well as the increasing reliance on digital channels. As a result, consumers now have access to a vast array of products and services. This has resulted in a significant shift towards new experiences and demands, as well as a need for more immersive, long-term digital experiences. Because of this, traditional brick and mortar stores have had a hard time making the transition to a digital age. Many businesses haven't been able to keep up with the speed of change and have had to close. Others have been able to stay in business by focusing on online sales and building a strong digital presence and brand, which is not enough in the cost challenge environment of today. Retailers need to be proactive and flexible to deal with the challenges of the fourth turning and to grow well in the digital age. This means embracing new ways to use existing technologies but more importantly, better business models and new business models, which give retailers more ways to reach and connect with customers. It also means being flexible and able to react quickly to changes in the market, such as changes in how customers act or the arrival of new competitors. The role of the customer experience is as critical now as it has ever been and as it will be in the future. For retailers to think about during the fourth turning, cost-constrained consumers have high expectations for how good and easy their experiences will be. To meet these expectations, retailers need to focus on creating shopping experiences that are easy, personalized, and fit the customer's need and sizes, both biologically and physically, as well as their aspirations and desires. This means investing in technologies like artificial intelligence, 
machine learning to give potentially personalized DNA-based recommendations, or it could mean offering convenient options for fulfillment beyond home delivery. Finally, retailers in the fourth turning need to be aware of how important sustainability and social responsibility are. As people become more aware of their purchases' effect on the environment and society, they are looking at brands to share their values and beliefs. Sustainable and socially responsible retailers are more likely to get and keep loyal customers in the long run by being transparent across their demand and supply chains. The following are a list of the next topic areas the book moves into. Immersive touch-free shopping experiences, e-commerce acceleration, the split between department stores and shopping centers or malls, destination centers and community hubs, destination centers and community hubs as innovation centers, value centers, residential space, fashion, and what do consumers want in the changes in retail. Retail establishments in airports, retail environmental design, reserved shopping, sights and sounds, personalization, blended experiences, dressing rooms as data centers, physical spaces as escapes and consumers rule, supply chains, seamless shopping, price expectations, maintaining asset tracking, multi-platform marketing, attribution, which then leads into chapter two, esports generation. Once again, I'd like to thank you for staying with us, for giving me your time. Hopefully the chapter was enlightening and I look forward to your feedback, comments, five-star ratings, <laughs> likes, shares, and everything else. And I look forward to the next episode of the Retail Podcast with you.